Good morning, church. It's so good to see each and every one of you in this beautiful Sunday morning. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Can I hear an amen? What a wonderful time of worship we've had, and now we're going to get into the Word of God. And I pray that your hearts are softened, and your eyes and your, your ears, and certainly your heart, is ready to receive His Word this morning. Well, I don't know about you, but are you have, been, have you been having fun learning the Word of God through Psalm 23? Yes, it's been amazing, hasn't it? It's been amazing as we have journeyed through it. And if you haven't, I want to encourage you to go through our podcast. If you just want to look back and, and in just that time of going through the, the, the five verses of Psalm 23. And I pray, and it's been my challenge and a prayer for you, that you have grown closer in your walk with God. As you have heard some of the things, what it means, what David really meant as he said each of those verses. And that you have understand that we have a divine shepherd. We have a shepherd who cares so much about you and about me. It's all about us. You see David who wrote those verses. David had seen and experienced tragedies, disappointments, and certainly blessings of exciting things, becoming a king. Through all of those, he also had to come to know. He had to come to know God in a very real way as the good shepherd. And he said it, and he said it in his scriptures. But before we do that, let's pray. Lord God, we come to you right now. We have been in your presence, and you are here with us. Your spirit is here. And right now, Lord, I just pray that you will just open every part of us, every being of us, Lord, to your word. As we look at your passage of scripture this morning through the life of David. And Father, be with us right now. May your word be spoken, not my word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Will you journey together with me this morning as we read and maybe recite Psalm 23 together? And many of you in the first service, I challenge them. If they know the scripture, close your eyes. If you've been doing it with us for the past five weeks, six weeks, give it a try. But this, the words will be on the screen. Let's journey together and read Psalm 23. And it starts off what? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He lead me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me, all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Give yourself a big hand. Way to go. Amen. Amen. And as you hear and as you have read it and you've recited it, there was something about it. There was such a sense of peace, wasn't it? I don't know about you, but when I read that and I, and I, as I studied this, there's such a peace about it that, that David, his sense of peace, he knew 
He knew and he knew where the destination of his life's journey was going to be. And so therefore, David concludes the verse 6 of Psalm 23rd. He says this, and I want us to read it together one more time. And it says what? Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We're going to look at this last verse together, church, this morning. And we're going to even take it apart and really know what he meant by these verses. Especially the sixth verse. And I pray this morning that you can get a sense of the confidence, that's the word, the confidence that David had in his shepherd. Do you have that confidence this morning of our divine shepherd? And I, we're going to discover that. And let's start off by looking at the first word of this verse. He says, surely. It's not surely, it's surely. Okay, it is the exclamation of confidence, a strong affirmation and expressed by this adverb. Adverb, the word surely, undoubtedly, unquestionably, beyond the shadow of a doubt, definitely. David expresses his confidence in God even when life seems totally overwhelming. And we know what that's like. So when, when was the last time, or have you ever used the word surely? Maybe not. Maybe some of you have. But surely to express your confidence in God. And for David this morning, David is sure of something. He is sure and confident of about God. And what is that, church? This is what he says. Surely, goodness and mercy. That's what he is confident about, that he is so sure of, about goodness and mercy. So goodness, let's take that word. It is a very familiar word to all of us, and sometimes we miss its meaning. We often say, the weather is good, don't we? And when someone comes up to you and say, how are you doing today? How are you? And normally our reply is what? Good, 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 I'm good, it's all good. Really, and after, how about this, after eating a piece of strawberry pie or strawberry cheesecake or whatever it may be, and I'm getting you hungry, right? And what do you say when you're done? It tastes good. Good, what is good? Or goodness. And we're looking at God's goodness this morning. Goodness refers to all the benefits of God's presence. Just ask yourself, what advantages is there, what benefit is there in having God around? And you can think of all, and you can come up with a long list in response to that. But perhaps, church, the simplest answer is to review what David has already laid out for us in Psalm 23. He says and tells us that the Lord who rules the world is our shepherd. He is our shepherd, so we are not in want. We are not in want. We have need of nothing. Because you see, he refreshes, he renews, he restores us. He guides us along the path that will lead us 
to him. He is with us even in the darkest valleys where he comforts us. He celebrates our victories even in the presence of our enemies. He anoints us and he fills us with abundant blessings. And church, in other words, I like it. In all things, God works for our good, for your good. And, in, and Paul says it in Romans 8, 28, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And the Apostle Paul assures us that, that God is working in all circumstances. And I mean in, in the good as well as in the bad to accomplish the purpose that he has for you and for me. It says in all things together, it works for good. How many of you, I know many of you in the house like to bake. How many of you like to bake? Okay, don't worry, I'm not going to ask you to bake anything. Don't worry. Just imagine when you're baking and if you see someone baking uh, from scratch, you would take ingredients like what? Flour, sugar, eggs, butter, baking soda, and all the other like cinnamon or whatever you want to add to it, right? To bring some taste to it together. But individually, think about this. Individually, those ingredients aren't really tasty. How would you like to eat a few tablespoons of butter? How about a cup of flour? How about a, a raw eggs? For some, maybe do and enjoy it, but really, but individually, they don't taste. But when those ingredients are mixed together and then put in an oven, can you imagine what the outcome is? Yum, yum. It is good. It is good. And God takes all. Imagine this. He takes all of the events in our lives good or bad, and works it together for the good. We often don't reflect on how good and how we benefit from God's goodness every day. We take it for granted. But here David says, he says, surely goodness. And not only that, he says mercy. And mercy is simply love in action. Love in action, church. In his mercy, God pardons. I think in Timothy, we read how God pardoned Paul, the Apostle Paul. He, we read that he was, he was a Jesus and a church hater, wasn't he? But because of mercy, what does God do? He transforms a man who is now a Jesus servant. And most of all, he's a church planter. God does it because of his mercy. God gives us another chance. God gave Paul another chance of life, at life. And there's always another chance for us, for you and me to start anew. Isn't that amazing? Can I hear an amen? amen. You see, mercy blots out your faults. Repentance, let mercy flow into our lives. And see, mercy is essential, and it's the very nature of God. You see, if God was tyrant and a very self-centered or unforgiving, his goodness would be a different, and his mercy would be entirely be a different picture. But God acts with mercy. And his mercy, he does it 
all, in all that he does to us. And I like what it says, mercy is God's steadfast love and kindness. He expresses it to you and to me through his ongoing forgiveness, deliverance, provision, and patience. He is such a patient God. And Lamentation tells us, and I love this scripture, it says, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is your faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. And church, aren't you glad that God's mercy for us is new every morning? And that his mercy never ends? Can I hear an amen? Amen. He sure does. So now surely and goodness shall follow me all the days of my life. And that's what David said. And look at the word follow. Follow. The Hebrew word for follow is, as you see on the screen, is radaf. Will you say the word radaf? That means follow. But it means to pursue, to set off after someone in order to catch him. Radaf. Did you know that it was common for shepherds to have two sheep dogs? Two sheep dogs that would follow the flock. They were the rear guard to protect the flock and to keep an eye of a wandering sheep. And it, it is the duty of the sheep dog to keep the, following the shepherd. And you see, if the sheep begins to wander, to go off away from the flock, the, the sheep dog would nip the sheep and then would, would bark and then that would kind of give a, get the attention from the shepherd. As God, as our good shepherd church, he leads us. And he allows us to have two sheepdogs. Goodness and mercy. To follow us and remind us of just how good and merciful he is. And they will be nipping us. Nipping you in a good way from behind. In our journey we'd walk and barking out at us and encouraging us, but they'll be making sure that we stay on the right path that God wants us so that we can get to the destination that he has for each and every one of us. And because we know how easy it is to wander off, and you know how that works for you, right? It's so easy. And so goodness and mercy, two sheepdogs, are there to protect us Sometimes from ourselves, and sometimes from the predators and the enemies which are out there to get us. And so God sends us goodness and mercy to you and for me, because for one reason, church, is that he loves you, and he loves me, and he loves all of us. Goodness and mercy is following me, is pursuing me in order to catch me every day in all what I do as I walk with God. I, I'm reminded at times, sometimes as I was studying this, it kind of feels like um, when I'm driving on the road. I don't realize it, but really, when, like speeding. Do you realize when you're speeding, the only time you realize it is when what? You see this blue lights, right? Yes, you see this blue light, and it's following me to catch me, and certainly you're trying to go away, but you know what to do. You've got to pull off to the side, right? And you know what you're going to get next, right? A very expensive ticket. Yeah. 
and you try to do all you can, but really they're there to catch you when you are doing the wrong thing on the road, talking on the cell phone, or even just holding your cell phone. But certainly that police, that cop is there to remind us that, hey, this is it. But see, God does the same way. He is there watching. Goodness and mercy is there. But the thing is, when you are caught, he does not give you a ticket. He gives you even more of his goodness and his mercy and reminds you, it's okay when you have, you've fallen, get up. Let's get back up and do what it needs to do every single day of our lives, church. Surely, goodness and mercy, so sure of it, will follow me all the days of my life. What does that really mean, though? You see, church, no matter how far away from God you feel, he's pursuing you with goodness and mercy. And he's going to transform your heart and strengthen your faith. Every interruption is God bringing you to his goodness and mercy. So we have to submit to his plans. Every trial, every challenge is a gift of God's goodness and mercy. So we either see his mercy delivering you from the trial or satisfying and comforting you in the trial. So every hard task that God is pursuing you with his goodness and his mercy. Whenever you sin, whenever we sin, God is pursuing you with goodness and mercy to forgive you, to forgive us, to cleanse us, to restore us. We need to confess and repent before him and receive all that he has for us. And church, whenever you feel inadequate, God is pursuing you with goodness and mercy to give you everything that you need to do all he calls you to do. So what do we need to do? To turn to him and ask for his help and watch what he does with goodness and mercy in your life. You know, we are very important people. You are very special. And when I think of how God works, and even, you know, one day I went to a, um, a party, and, and of, all, of course there's one important person in the party, and it was the governor, or even he was in the mayor. And you know what normally happens when the governor is around? Who's he with? He's got guards around him. He's got guards around him. And here in our walk with God, it's the same way. God has given us two guards. And if you have these two guards with you, and if you have a guard, they will chase you when you're not around. They will find you and attend to you. And if you even move a single step, the guard is ready to do anything, right? The same way with the governor. If anything happens, they want to protect them. But you see, our guard is this. Our first guard, church, is goodness. Our second guard is mercy. And when we have goodness and mercy, we have, see, God with I love this because with goodness, God perseveres, preserves us. With mercy, he pardons us. With goodness, God supplies our need. With mercy, he blots out our sin. So goodness and mercy are all around us. They're beside you, after you, in front of you. They're all over because that's who God is. He never leaves us with goodness and mercy. And it doesn't end there. I like what the scripture says. David says, all the days of my life. All the days of my life. The Lord's goodness does not follow the sheep at his, his pasture just for one hour. Not for a day, not for a week, not for a year. These, these goodness and mercy doesn't say it's all done. I'm done. 
No, it goes on until the end of our lives. It goes to the end because it says here in Hebrews, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. That's what God says. And he says even I surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. God promises you and me, church, to be always there today and forever, always. God's goodness should, be, should lead us to reflect on what he does for us. How he has blessed us, even in spite of ourselves. And too often, church, I believe we're looking at all the, all the huge mountaintop blessings, don't we? And it's good, but we always look at that, but we miss the small blessings that, which helps us make it through the tough times. So church, we need to stop. We need to consider and meditate and think and feel how God has been there in every his presence has been there with us and giving us blessing for our lives. David says he's confident. Are you as confident as David was? I mean, he said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Are you confident as he is? Because you see, that little word between life and I is the word and. It, is, it connects today and tomorrow. David saw it that way that it binds our present and our future. And for David, he had one desire for his life, in his life. And it was this, that he wanted to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Now, David didn't say in this verse, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and when I kick the bucket, that's all folks. That's it. No, he didn't say that. He said, this is what he was saying, I don't know how I'm going to die. I don't know when I'm going to die. I don't know where I'm going to die, but I do know for sure with confidence where I am going to be. That I, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Talk about sh- being sure. Because here David is so sure of it, not just with goodness and with mercy. He's sure where he's heading, where he's going. And it's the same way that he's assured as Paul was. Paul writes this, this verse in Romans 8.39. I love it because it tells us how much God loves us. That nothing, it says here, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, nor the present nor the future, nor nor any powers, neither height or depth, nor anything else in all creation, this is the part, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is about being sure and confident, church, that no matter what happens, David was so sure that he is going to dwell in the house of the Lord because of his love, God's love for us. And so today, church, we can count on this. Absolutely, yes, count on it, that if you are living in Christ and living in him, We can be like David, assured and confident that there is more to come after life here on earth. Can I hear an amen? Amen. There is more to come after life here on earth. And David is, in fact, believed that God would personally take him home. 
And I pray this is for us this morning, that we can say what David is saying in the psalm. And he is saying this, but God will redeem my life from the grave and he will surely take me to himself. David says, yet I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterward, you will take me in glory. And he also says, you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Can you say that, that you are, you are good to go with Jesus? And that here David was confident in his future. He is so confident that he claimed the promise about what Jesus said in John 14, 1. And this is for us this morning, church. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Why? Trust in God and trust also in me. This is Jesus saying to us, there is more than enough room in my father's house, home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you when everything is ready? I will come and get you so that you will be, always be with me where I am. What a beautiful encouragement and a promise. He is the one. Jesus is the one who will come and take us home. I don't know if we're ready to go home, but I pray that after today, church, I want you to make sure that you're ready to go home with our Heavenly Father when time comes. Because you see, heaven is our home. It's where we're always welcome embrace, included, and belong. It is where work is finished. Talk about work, work, job, and everything like that. Work is finished. No more dying. Projects are done. Healing is complete. No more sorrow. No more pain. No more tears. And that's why David says it, that we can do this. We will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. A future reality of what we receive when we die with Christ. And we will dwell in his beautiful mansion, a mansion that is prepared just for you. And he says, a home that is built for you. So he tells us, don't worry. Don't worry, I've got your back. And church, we worry too much, don't we? We all worry, we worry and wonder, what's, where's my next money going to come? What's going to be today or tomorrow? My retirement, my health. How about I worry, what about my family? Will I get the new job? Will I feel real love? And for the younger ones in the house, how about I'm worried about school, grades. I'm worried about boys. I'm worried about girls. I'm worried about parents, acceptance, and the future. But guess what? It's all there was as well. You know, we all worry. Can I? Should I? If I only. Those things. We ask more often than that, don't we? Because, see, we are so consumed with the fear of what the future may bring. But David concludes verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy will what? Will follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The future, there was no need to worry about the future, no anxiety, no worries about tomorrow for David. Because you see, David always seemed to be running away. Of all the people to talk about not worrying, David was one who was always running away. But he still seemed to have this unwavering trust, trust and faith in him, in God. His confidence was filled with hope. And so this morning, do you have the confidence and hope and trust in him? 
And the verse that we are just looking at, it's really to see the present and the future and the reality that Christ is with us. He's here to seek out for us. He's here to let us know that he's never going to leave us like he did for the disciples. And so as I conclude this morning, church, David wanted to bring emphasis to the fact that he had 100% confidence that goodness and mercy would follow him, would pursue him, because it wasn't dependent of who he was or what he did, but it was rather dependent as the result of our God, the kind of God, the character and nature of God himself. And David looked back in his life. Looked back in his life, he knew without a doubt that confidence in God had been completely justified. And as I was going through this study and as I was preparing, I thought about as David looked back in his life, I looked at in my life, what kind of goodness and mercy has been following me? And sometimes there's been moments of, I don't think it was goodness or mercy. I felt it was more sorrow, frustration, pain, suffering, uncertainty, questions that I've never asked and wonder why, is this, why did this happen. But God reminded me that through all of it, at the end, goodness and mercy was through it all with me. And so this morning, I can stand before you and say, in following Christ, that and part, that I know, that I'm convinced, that I know that I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Is it going to be easy? No, it's going to be a continual process that I will have to rely and follow Jesus, the great shepherd, in every way of my life. And that I will need to have my confidence in him alone and no one else and nothing else So let me ask you this morning, have you put your confidence in him in spite of what you're going through? Would you like to live a life that is free from worry, anxiety, one where you are not too busy for the most important things in life, one which is your relationship with God is restored, and when you wander away from him from time to time, that you can live in confidence, confidence in him. And church, This morning, we just, the main question that I asked you is that David was so sure of his relationship with God. How about you? You don't need to worry about the person sitting next to you. The question is for you. Goodness and mercy is here for us. But once life is done on earth, there's something and. There is that place that God wants us to be. Are you sure this morning? Maybe if you're not sure this morning, a place of prayer is is here that you make that relationship right with Him. Maybe that goodness and mercy is not doing so well with you right now because you can't find it in your situations, but it's there. Allow Him to reveal it to you this morning. As the worship team sing a song about all, all that I am, all that I can be, we need to know that Jesus wants all of us all of us to rely on him but if there are things that he can't use you because there's some sins that you're dealing with he wants you to make that make amends and make it ask for forgiveness and repentance this morning he loves us too much he gives us goodness and mercy so that we can live for him and live that abundant life so come and pray or need to do can can share your confidence in him and express how grateful you are of his love for you this morning. Do that in a way that God calls you to as the worship team sings.
with your head bowed and your eyes closed, I'd like to pray for you this morning. If there are, there are things that are going in your life that you just want me to pray for, and certainly God knows what's going on. If you could just raise your hand, and I want to lift you up. Yes, amen. God bless you. Many hands are being raised, and I know God knows what's going on. Yes, God bless you. Amen. Thank you. Father God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your word. We thank you for David, for the life that he's in through, that he can share with us what he's been through, and we can also live through what he's been, Lord. And you have been his good shepherd. And Father, you are our good shepherd. And Father, for those who have raised their hands this morning, many around the room, I pray, Lord, that you will just be with each one of them, that you anoint them, you fill them with your power and your provision, your goodness and your mercy. Father, be with them right now because you know that we want to lift you up, we want to lift our concerns up to you, and you know that you are the God who provides for us. And Father, may we go and challenge this morning to reflect upon our life of how can we truly say the confidence that David had in you. May we have that, Lord. Maybe it's something that we will have to dwell upon this week and to reflect on, Lord. But you may your spirit speak to us that we make it right with you, Lord, as soon as possible because we never know when your time comes. We know you're coming. And so, Father, let us be ready and be, be strong and be strong in our faith with you, Lord, this day. Father, as David said, with confidence may be so for us, which he says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. May it be so for us this morning. In Jesus' mighty, precious name, amen. Amen.